Good morning, Damon. Um, talk to me about, you know, I, I noticed that you were, you're into guitar, playing the guitar. How did that come up as one of your hobbies? Why did you get into that? Uh, what prompted you to, to go into that? Yeah, it's a, um, yeah, it seems pretty far away from, or uh, real distant from what I am currently doing, but I think I just have always been interested in learning new things. Um, uh, nothing is too, you know, with hard work, I've always felt and practice, you can get good at anything, not necessarily master, right, but get, but get good at anything. And I've always wanted to just have an interest in playing an instrument from uh, very early years of um, uh, blowing on a trumpet that was really horrible. And the neighbors could hear that in the mornings, but I didn't practice a lot. And so guitar is something I just wanted to pick up and, um, and learn. Have you been able to leverage, you know, YouTube and watching videos and, and do a little bit of self-learning to, to help you with that? How has technology helped you with yeah, I have a couple, there's a couple different apps that I use to um, gain information around what chords or tabs are used um, for different songs. And so um, uh, I'll access YouTube also for different instructors and, and really YouTube has been really useful for um, comparing different instructors and getting information from different people, which is useful in any uh, aspect of our lives, right? Getting all the information from one source might not be, be the best way I learn. So trying a couple different, um, you know, teachers, you'll see different teachers online. That's, um, I guess that's just a carryover skill from, from life that you learn. Okay, one YouTube uh, video is great, but let's try the, but I didn't really get what he was saying. So let's try a different instructor, see how they explain it. And one instructor might explain some aspect well, uh, and another instructor might have their uh, particular, um, you know, area of expertise in explaining things. So YouTube has been great. We I take lessons to uh, have somebody come to the house or go to somebody's uh, studio. So excellent, excellent. Well, Damon, let's get into this interview. Uh, talk to me. You know, just your background growing up. What profession? did you see yourself in when you grew up as a, as a youngster? Yeah, I was, we were asked this just this just yesterday too. I, as a um, 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 icebreaker at the beginning of me, but I think probably as a, a, a vet actually, uh, more because I just liked animals, right? Um, Want to be a vet, not because I knew all that much about it, or a professional athlete, right? The things you do a lot of times or 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 enjoy, you think you want to be when you get older. But, um, you know, as I get older, I think um, I learned maybe I have an aptitude in some different areas, which I was then, then moved toward and was drawn into. So, yeah. And you know what else is great, too, is that the way we are today with the Internet and the technology and flexibility, you can still do many other things other than your job as as, you know, like playing the guitar. So uh, and I know that you race horses, too, that you're involved in that. So it, it, we, we live in a great time where you can do things that might not necessarily be part of your career, but are things you enjoy. Yeah, so, so neat to be able to um, take some of that learning on uh, independently, right? With a, if I if I follow a video carefully, I might be able to train a horse. 
Um, and that's what, what I did uh, years ago, uh, a little before the internet. Um, they probably had now, this same trainer probably has plenty out on YouTube and the internet, but the videos were the, uh, were the um, method of technology at the time. So it worked Excellent. Well. Excellent. Now, before you landed your role, because of the work you did as an assistant principal to an alternate high school, with the program for construction, can you share the importance of networking, developing relationships? Because obviously that helped you in your current role. Yeah. Um, the, I think the, one of the, one of the really cool things about being a principal in that, in that role uh, at the alternative school was that, you know, when, when things are pitched to you uh, from outside organizations, you kind of get the um, are able to get behind those or not and kind of see big picture why they might be good for the school and good for students. Any ideas? In this case, um, we were connected uh, at the time. The, the alternative school that I worked at had and provided different pathways for students, career pathways for students. We ran automotive, we ran uh, cosmetology, um, culinary. Uh, options also students had and construction then became one after the housing and building association president <clears throat> approached our school and our superintendent <clears throat> and we formed a a partnership and they helped to stand up a, a program in our in our school that relationship that i that i built with the uh, president of the Housing and Building Association, Renee Zentz, down in Colorado Springs. <clears throat> Later on, years afterwards, when I was ready to leave education and do something else exciting, she was the one who connected me with um, this, this job, which is really a training school. Colorado Home Building Academy is a school um, that's really focused on con construction careers. And so it was a good fit, but it was those uh, it was building those relationships and showing that I could work in partnership with an outside organization, that we would problem solve things together, that we would um, uh, just collaborate well. People value that. And uh, I think when um, when there's movement or they see openings, they will suggest you for, um, for, for a different career if that's the direction you're going. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I really wanted to highlight that because I think nowadays uh, when people are making decisions to bring somebody on, there has to be that trust that, you know, we know a lot of people can do a job when we are considering them, but it's that relationship and knowing what we're getting with that individual. And I think that's what helped with the relationship you built. Yeah. yeah, I think when somebody can vouch for you and they can say to somebody else, hey, I've worked with this person over a period of time and this is the um, the demeanor that I've seen or this is the way in which they collaborate. Oh, they might have these deficits, but I can work with these or you can work with these in this way. And so um, those, those are real valuable connections that you can make. Talk to us. Tell us about the Colorado Home Building Academy for folks who are not yeah yeah happy to the Colorado Home Building Academy is a 
Uh, it's a tr basically a training school that helps people get started on their pathway to a career in construction. Um, we offer a number of different courses here at the academy. We, the demographic that we see very often are people who are in who we want to come through our doors and want to move into a career are people who are maybe underemployed, unemployed. Uh, they might be career, career shifters very often. Um, and so we offer our bread and butter pretty much is our, is our boot camp training, which is an introduction to um, construction, uh, hand tools, power tools, overview of the construction process, safety, construction math, basic print reading, and, and some light framing, uh, framing up of a wall. <clears throat> Maybe a project at the end, uh, either four weeks or eight weeks. That's a bread and butter. We were hundreds of people through that course. Then they might go on to kind of a second level course, trade course, maybe trades more trade specific in the area of carpentry. Right now we're building um, uh, almost finished sheds, big 10 by 12, uh, 12 by 16 sheds, uh, some totally finished, tape textured, uh, um, electrical. Um, and so pretty finished out, we sell those then. Um, that's the one carpentry second level course, trade course. The other second level trade courses are electrical. Uh, electrical course, and that's another 80 hour course. Um, everything from uh, learning the basics of how electric, um, um, how power works um, to um, actually uh, running switches, um, two ways, three ways, hanging fans, uh, running conduit. And so we have a, a whole hands-on portion also. We have all our classes have an online uh, access to it. You have access, students have access to an online platform. They take quizzes, can access presentations, vocabulary, and everything that's needed. And all our students will, this year, we're proud to say, earn an industry certificate when they, nice. uh, industry recognized certificate when they graduate from a course. That's really important to us. And it's something that they can walk to an employer and say, these are the competencies that I can that I can fulfill, that I can, uh, that I can complete and do on an everyday basis, um, and so those are different are different level courses. Uh, those competencies. So um, also we offer an OSHA certification, OSHA ten certification. Every student can take advantage of uh, that course, and then also a uh, everybody walks, everybody completes um, the a boot camp training. will walk with a. Um, set of starter tools, a tool bag worth uh, with uh, tools worth over $200. So a lot of great tools to start with. You want to be able to start your first day with tools. You want to go to your employer and say, hey, I can do all these things, but I don't have any tools to do them with. <laughs> it's really nice if you're, those students are able to, or those graduates, those new employees are able to um, start first day with a set of tools. Um, at the back end of our trainings, we have a career coach that helps all of our students connect with an employer in our employer network and the real value of connecting with a career coach uh, after training to get um, slotted for a job or introduce is the career coach can talk to you about what your skill set might be what your what your preferences might be I might provide you a little information about the industry that you might not already know and say, hey, you'd be really good in finished carpentry. You'd be really great as a 
this uh, the skills you're telling me and things that um, that you that you like and feel you're good at. You might be a great plumber. You might be a good electrician. Um, and so our career coach can help you in those areas and then provide a soft, um, a, a kind of a warm introduction um, to an employer, direct you to uh, applications that might be open. Um, and so that's really the value there. We also have a person on staff too who is our navigator who helps people stay in our courses when they're here. People might have, and, and our navigator has access through a collaborative to different supports. Those might be um, a need for childcare. So she can connect you to different childcare services, mental health services. You might need boots, might need apparel. Um, and so our navigator can help people stay in those courses. Maybe might need a ga uh, gas card, uh, bus pass. And so really even uh, getting to training on an everyday basis might be an issue too. And that's really a value of talking to a career coach also, right? Because a career coach is going to know then, oh, well, here are the barriers to your employment. This, this is an employer that really will work well with you in this area where you have a, have a need or a challenge. And so hopefully our whole staff from our recruiter who brings people on and tells people up front, look, we're geared toward getting people on the path and road to a great career, not a job, a career, mm -hmm. because after training, and we, I guess we're going to talk more about this, right? There are so many great um, avenues within construction, thousands. Uh, there's opportunity for advancement and a great career, not just a summer job. And so from our recruiter to our great trainers, to our career coach, we're here to set people up to be successful. No, that makes sense. I love the support system because there's so much value in having a career coach. People pay a lot of money to have those type of services. That's not cheap. And the fact that you put that in, the fact that you've removed obstacles for people like childcare or transportation is a big deal. Like I remember when I was um, working in retail and I didn't make a lot of money, I didn't have a car. So when I had looked at jobs, they had to be on a bus line. And people don't think about that. You know, people don't, everybody thinks that everybody's where you are in life. So if you have a car in life and you're fine, that doesn't mean everybody's in the same situation. So I love that, that you've taken the time to think about that. You probably experienced some challenges with people not having transportation or those challenges that you addressed. So you addressed it, you removed the obstacles, which is great. I'm also curious, how much do how much does the previous people who graduated from your program help in terms of you know they've been successful so that makes the companies more inclined to come back and use your uh, employees your uh, your students hire them yeah we've had some great success with students moving out into the industry is that what you're what you're yes. referring to the students who came through the program and now are working for these companies have done a great job and now you know, these companies have more confidence, obviously, if they've had six students. Yeah, we've had a couple of builders who, and I was just at the, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the uh, customer modelers and and, uh, uh, and builders, customer remodelers and builders council. 
And one of the gentlemen there has hired four people from us, one from our high school program right out of right out of high school, and then three other individuals uh, who have graduated from our training. So they're coming back and they're they're finding that this and this is what we want the academy to be is a, uh, a pool of ready, uh, whether that is already skilled workers or unskilled workers for uh, for um, employers. I always tell employers too come to the academy, come and just drop in. Classes yeah. are usually taking place. You can learn more watching somebody here on the floor, interact with their instructor, um, hands-on completing their work, then you probably can maybe can in a half hour of, you know, of an interview with them. So come to the academy anytime. 100%. And talk to our graduates. 100%. So as an educator, please share how we can influence educators, your, your former educator, influence, you know, educators, uh, parents to encourage students to pursue careers in the skilled trades. Because you know, as you know, there's a big push for pushing kids to college and college isn't for every kid. How do we get education and parents to consider other careers? Yeah, and and we I have talked so much about this with my educator friends too, right? There is a and may and maybe has been for years a you know perception about the construction industry that maybe it's not professional as it as professional as it should be, as, or uh, maybe it's maybe it's boring, maybe it's not challenging. It's all of those things actually <laughs> in reverse of what they think. It's very professional. The people I meet in construction are probably some of the most um, positive, encouraging, giving uh, people that I've that I've ever met. Um, and I, that's coming out of education, right? This is my second second career. Um, they are there's so many opportunities really for career advancement. I would say too, and I always tell tell people I'm thrilled to about this that construction is one of the the few industries left where you just to get started and really begin to advance don't need that much formal education. You can get into it as a laborer, right? Work your way up, um, get training on the job, um, show that you're you're competent, you're capable, you are excited about the work and willing to learn, and you can move up and then receive more training, maybe go back to school at that point too. But um, the opportunities for career advancement are there, the financial uh, benefits are there, um, the wages in construction are great. Um, I can talk a little bit more specifically about that later, but um, you know, there's great, there's really just a great stimulating atmosphere too of learning and being challenged to problem solve on the job, collaborate with others. Um, there's every opportunity in construction that you um, that we are um, told about in other quote unquote better better uh, professions, right? Um, and so construction is just a great, a great profession. And again, right, you, you can, you know, three, four, five years out of uh, after graduating high school, you can be way ahead of your peers as far as what you don't owe <laughs> in terms of a formal education. And you can be uh, really well on your road to a career with making a great, making a great salary 
um, I've always told high schoolers to suck like a no brainer because some of our high schoolers at the alternative school, they didn't have a lot of, um, you know, foresight or, you know, just um, goals, aspirations. And as they're getting into some of the trades um, and they're seeing that they have an aptitude, maybe in the electrical the electrical um, arena, I'm telling them, look, this is a no brainer. You go, you graduate high school, you get on with an electrical company. They pay for you to, to train for a couple of years in the evenings. They take a little bit of cash out of your, um, out of your, your weekly, your weekly pay, but you're getting training on the job at a minimal hours in the evening over the course of a couple, number of years, you can, you become a journeyman and you're making, you know, a great salary with uh, that you can take that certificate and you can go anywhere in the country and you can, and you can work. And that's, a, that's just a road to a great um, setting them up real for success. And um, there's time, I think, I always thought this too, there's time later on in life to, to go back and spend years in college if you want to. And with a, when you're making a great salary, uh, you can pay for that yourself too, and not going to debt. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I also would add that if you want to do your own business, you know, as an electrician, you have that option. Somebody will always pay you to fix their anything that's electrical in their home, because that's the one thing people don't take chances on messing with if they don't know. You know, no, you know, the majority <laughs> of people are not going to try and fix their electric. People could attempt their plumbing every now and then. But if you mess up on your electrical, that's a fire, or you could get electrocuted. Most people, are, you know, average homeowners yeah, not right. going to fix that. So great skill set to have. Also, could save them money if they have, you know, when they, if they have a problem in their own homes where they live. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, so, Michael. Uh, no, yes. Michael, our instructor for our, Michael Notar Tomas is our instructor for the electric. His dad was an electrician growing up. And so it's natural that he um, came in. He's not, not an electrician by trade, but is a builder and is teaching our electrical course. Did a lot of back study. He says the same thing all the time. You will always use this at home. This is a skill you can use for the rest of your life. And yeah. I, just as you said, people don't want to mess with it. My brother's a master plumber. He does not want to mess with electrical ever. <laughs> and your brother's handy. I bet your brother's handy. Yes. He he I'm, I'm confident he's a handy man. Like he's handy. He is. And, and he's been out on sites and he's seen and uh, rubbed shoulders with uh, electricians out on site all the time. He probably can do some of the work yes. himself and would not. So. Smart man, smart man. He also yeah. has respect for the skill set because he's probably seen people who are really good at. It. He knows what, what the, you know, what good work is. Yeah, he knows yeah how absolutely. Hard so yeah, no, that makes sense. Tell me, should barter? He does the plumbing <laughs> business. I'm sure he does. <laughs> smart man, smart man. The good thing to have a brother as a as a master plumber. Let me tell you. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I call him often. <laughs> <laughs> is he at least in the same city as you? Oh, well, he was a couple of years ago. Yeah, oh. uh, not anymore, unfortunately. But but close enough that I can still call him and offer him a dinner and uh, and he'll fix some things. So like that that works out well for everybody. You get to spend some yeah. time with him. Uh, he gets a nice dinner and you get your plumbing done. So. 
<laughs> Win-win. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, we, we have a lack of housing, right? There's a lack of housing due to a shortage of people in construction. What are the consequences? If we don't address this, right? You know, what are the consequences? This is pretty serious now. Yeah, it, it really is pretty serious. I was I was talking with my um, well, we were our our our, our organization, which provide has provided a lot of great support, which we're um, eternally grateful for from Oakwood Homes, and so we uh, interact with them pretty often, and the. Um, I know that right to the top of Oakwood Homes, they're concerned, right? Because there's houses to be built and there are no people to build them. <laughs> we have a shortage of people to build the homes that which need to be built. And what we're going to begin to see if we don't fill those jobs or um, um, train more people who can fill those jobs, right, quickly, we're going to see the same thing as we're seeing right now, but worse, right? Supply lines that are that are getting um, that are slowing down. Specialized jobs are getting backed up. Right, I need an electrician on the job. Well, he's backed up however many weeks. Framers aren't there where we need them. Uh, window installers. Uh, these are more specialized jobs, and we don't have the people to to um, uh, carry out those those tasks. I just had a gentleman. Um, so we work. We are in the same building as a. Uh, PBS uh, as a um, Oakwood Homes sister company, Precision Builders, Precision Building Systems builds panelized walls, floor systems, and um, um, trying to think of the uh, the name for roof the uh, roof portion. But in any case, they they pan they're basically a factory, and one of the gentlemen upstairs came down my office and he says, hey, do you guys have any framers? Um, and I said, well, not right now. I'm sa- And I just started to inquire a little bit. And I'm like, um, how many framers do you need? And he says, we need a ton. I said, how many crews are you running out there right now? Because they're framers, they're tradespeople are building a lot of these uh, panelized systems, putting together homes for open homes. He said, we're running um, 10 crews right now, and they need 10 more to complete uh, 10 more crews, right? So that is, wow. you know, four or five guys on yeah. a crew. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's huge deficit, right? I was shocked, but this is the type of uh, um, stress that the housing industry is under to meet the demands. Yeah. And you know what? It's creating opportunities now. Like this is going to create opportunities for Absolutely. people who want to go into the profession. And how about the people who are already in the profession who have experience? I, I, I got to believe they're benefiting from this. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because, and what's happening too, and I, from, from what I hear quite often, is that, you know, you'll have a framing crew, which will um, will walk off the job for a couple dollars more. Uh, oh, no. From, from another builder. So um, they'll walk right next door. Somebody's going to offer them $2 more an hour and, and they're gone. So you've got to keep, you've got the, the, the pressure to keep, keep part of me. In the middle of the project, they're walking off? Maybe not in the middle of the project, but at oh. the end of one. Oh, and they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll use that leverage, right? To say, yeah. hey, 
um, you know, such and such builder next door is going to offer me, um, you know, two dollars more. You're going to meet that demand, wow. and I'm sure that I'm sure it's happened that people have walked off. But um, hopefully, most crews are more professional than that. But yeah. the idea is that that's the kind of um, opportunities, right, that are there for everybody that's working on the job, and then anybody new coming into those those skilled positions too. Um, I was talking with, and I know we'll, we'll kind of get to some of this too, right? The, just this, this shortage overall and what kind of opportunities it's creating in the industry. We had a career fair here last week. And so we had a number of different um, employers come to our career fair. And I always take a little time to talk to each one of the, the employers, get to know them. And I'm just so sh- so excited and sh- uh, at the opportunities that are out there. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I want to go work with these guys. Um, yeah. And so that's the first thing. If you are looking for a job, go to some career fairs. You meet some really interesting, um, interesting professionals, um, just some great people. Uh, they're doing unique things. Everything from, I had a gentleman walk in here the other day. He's, he's building ADUs, which are accessory Boeing units, which are mother-in-law, you know, suites or cottages right in back of houses all across the Denver area. It's ADU for you, ADU, the number four, and you. And he needs he needs help too. He's got twenty plus projects going on, but the the designs that they're creating are are awesome, very modern. Um, but he was um, just a great contact to make, um, and. They're not. He's a gentleman who got into ADUs uh, out of the. Um, he was in the culinary business. He was in the wow. um, beverage business. He got into this because he's a systems guy. He saw. Uh, he just can see needs where um, things where there's efficiencies that can be um, enhanced. He got into doing this, so he's kind of the project manager, and he hires people to do all these different pieces on these ADUs. He builds them all over. Check out his website. They're, they're awesome, uh, really beautiful. So that's one of the people we have here. Lennar was here also, and this was exciting to me too, because I, I see this quite often now. Lennar, one of the Lennar presidents were here, uh, was here, and he had someone he had hired with him also. And this, uh, the woman who was with him, I think was one of his uh, project managers, and she was managing probably different 20, maybe 20 different projects. I'm going to guess that's kind of, that's pretty typical. Um, and she, uh, she was, got into the business. And I think what she had been in before was like an event planning. So she didn't really have a background. This is the opportunities that it's creating for career shifters and people who just have, um, uh, maybe not as much experience, but great commitment. They're willing to learn. Uh, they're willing to show up every day and willing to, you know, be trained by someone. And the president of Lennar is telling me, look, we're going to start people at 60000 uh, with a, a potential $20,000 bonus each year. I'm like, that's darn good money. Um, and um, if you have some good skills, and are willing to learn, you can really be successful uh, there. So there's the opportunities are are just um, out there for people to to grasp, right? Yeah. Take hold no, of. I've 
Definitely. I, I can see that project management skill being so critical in construction just because a lot of that work is project based. You have different stakeholders who are working uh, together. So it's a lot of team work. Yeah. So you can see how someone like a chef who had that skill set or someone who's a project manager could come in and be successful in construction. It's a great profession, actually, for people who are crossing over from other professions who have those skill sets. So I, I can see I how made that connection. That. Yeah. yeah. And he was yeah. very, um, he was really, thing. that's how I picked it up. <laughs> yeah. I, he just had uh, a lot of charisma too. Um, you know, uh, um, not to get too far off, there was one other graduate we've had here too, who has gone on to work with basement, another basement refinisher company. And her prior her experience prior to coming and receiving just boot camp training here um, was she was in the uh, I think she was a pharmacy tech. Um, so she had a real attention to this real attention to de to detail, right? Which transferred over to her managing again, you know, 10, 15, 20 projects for these basement refinishers. Oh, amazing. I can see that, definitely. No, uh, mm -hmm. so many skill sets that, that are relevant in, in construction. Uh, talk to me now, as employers look to hire people coming out of your program, what are the soft skills and character traits that they value the most? What are they telling you that they want? So someone listening to this can say, okay, I, I have these skill sets or I want to work on these skill sets. So can you please share what they're looking for? Yeah, I, we hear this all the time, <laughs> really simply. Uh, employers are looking, employers right now, maybe I, I probably, this is probably always the case, but even more so now employers are really willing to train people uh, on the job, right? But they need people and want people who have a good attitude. They're gonna be there every day. They can collaborate with others, um, willing to learn, right? Um, those seem pretty simple, but um, you know, there's skills that are learned too. And you know, not every day is great for me waking up, for you waking up and getting past that and getting to the job and um, you know having a great attitude and being humble at, at different points um, uh, is really what a lot of a lot of employers I hear it over and over and over um, being dependable willing to work um, team environments problem solving yeah, and you got to be willing to solve problems along with others, right? Sure. <laughs> and sometimes that that's a give and take. And that's a learned skill. Also, we have a lot of the high schoolers when they're working. We're trying to really, really work hard to kind of step back a little bit as we allow high school, our high school, high school students to work together in teams, also, and kind of manage some of that. Uh, that interchange that they have because it's critical that they're learning this skill on how to collaborate to talk to each other how to think through a problem and then move forward um that's something they're going to need um in spades as they you know move to to um to the job yeah i agree i, th I think you know again um those problem solving skills are, are so critical I, I mean that goes across any industry uh, I've always said the bigger the problem you solve, the more value you bring. 
And a lot of times mm-hmm. more money you make if you can solve big problems. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that the high school kids are getting that experience, that you guys are doing that for them. That's 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 a great skill set for them to learn right off the bat. Yeah, it is. And I'm not hearing too, uh, you know, uh, especially at entry level area uh, positions, I'm not hearing from employers all that much that, hey, they need to come with, you know, um, uh, Excel experience or, or this technology experience or that technology or able to use, they'll train people, I, I believe, on those in those areas also. But if they don't have these these base level um, uh, soft skills, it's difficult to to, to train people, right? So yeah, I agree, 100%. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, please share three resources someone interested in a career in construction can learn more about your yeah, um, the three that I that I, I think are pretty valuable for different reasons, right? Was I, and I always refer to data from NAHB, which is National Association of Home Builders. So NAHB.org is great. They have news and articles, education, uh, educational pieces. You can get local, uh, state information, wage info. And um, they're routinely um, distributing uh, articles, short articles too. Not not anything you need to take. You know, you need three hours to read. Just a quick article on. I have one here, right right here, which is just on highest paid construction occupations. It's only you know about a page or so, and those are quick reads. I can take in a lot of the information, and. Um, that's very very instructive for us. The other the other couple are, I I ran into uh, Dave and Jennifer Cooper live. They're YouTubers, and mm-hmm. they explore interesting trends. Women in construction. They do interviews. They go to uh, different places in the country where um, and meet innovative people and explore different organizations too. So Dave and Jennifer Cooper live. And they primarily um, deal with construction topics. They're great. I got to meet them a little bit. They connected me with an old friend down in New Orleans who was doing some great, uh, some great work down there with high schoolers and home uh, building homes, uh, also. So his name escapes me right now. The third um, resource I would say too is um, teachconstruction.org. Is a really cool website. Tools for teaching construction, how-to videos, visuals, and presentations. Also, that would be just um, straight up for people who are instructing or want to learn um, more about tools, how to use them, and how to deliver instruction about those tools. So, excellent. So, I'll just summarize to make sure. N A B, right? That's the uh, N-A-N-A-H-B. So N-A-H-B. Okay. Yep. N-A-H-B. Uh, Dave and Jennifer Cooper Live. And yep. teachconstruction.org. Want to make sure everybody gets that. That's why. Uh, uh, if yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yep, the N-A-H-B is, uh, is a .org. So. N-A-H-B.org. Got it. Yeah. Um, What's going on with your company? Uh, talk to me about the culture of your company and why it would be a good place to work. Yeah, the um, 
we have people, we, we had a gentleman who just left our company. And I only say that because it was probably one of the hard decisions he's ever had to make. He was recruited away and he repeatedly said how much he loved the culture here. It was one of his um, uh, the life experiences that he appreciated the most uh, working with this team. Um, but I think it's important really that my job as a director, uh, as an administrator is to clear the way whether when I was in a principal, I felt the same way. My my job is to clear the way so you so my my staff members can do their job to the best of their ability. Um, and so I like to think we really support our people well, uh, so they can get the job done. Uh, I think we're clear about mission, vision, setting KPIs, uh, key performance indicators, uh, defining roles and responsibilities. Right? It's tough being in a job. You don't know what your primary role is, responsibility is, and what, what tasks you have to perform on an everyday, everyday basis or what's most important, right? So if I have to decide between five things, oh, I know this one's most important. It ties to mission, vision, and um, really being clear with folks about uh, the direction the company's going and what their role in that is. And then I think it's really important to have fun laugh you uh there has to be you you know it's not all fun all the time um but you've got to laugh and have fun too uh we celebrate birthdays uh with a chocolate cake and pretty consistently and sometimes we celebrate with a chocolate cake when there's not a birthday too so (laughs) but uh but we work extremely hard too um and I think it's important to to celebrate and praise. I do this repeatedly every time we meet at, at a first staff meeting, or even a um, you know a smaller instructor meeting. Um, what did you do this week? What happened this week that is awesome? And highlight those uh, those people and those uh, accomplishments. So those are some of the reasons I think we we try to make this culture um, great for people to work in and why they stay with us. We have, we've had great retention the last year and a half and um, we need to keep it that way too. Excellent, excellent. Well, Damon, I thank you so much for your time for being on the Skill Stadium podcast. I wish you continued success. Uh, before we sign off, please share how people can find your organization and your company. Uh, if you want to share your website and any uh, any links that people could do to find you, how can people find you? Yeah, we're at ColoradoHomeBuildingAcademy.org, and on our website, uh, we have a pretty good. Uh, it's pretty simple to navigate. There are drop downs, videos that highlight our different classes that can be that can be that you can enroll in, and um, there are links to. Um, YouTube videos. There are, there's some Instagram uh, links also and Facebook too. So you can follow events. Um, that's how you can find us. That's probably the easiest way. Excellent. Well, Damon, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I will definitely have the information in the podcast notes when the episode airs. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Keith. Cool. Uh, let me see something. I'm going to hit, this might cut us off. And what I'll do is I'll click the link because I want to stop the recording um, for editing purposes. If it cuts us off, I'll give you a call right back just to say goodbye. Okay.